thanks for listening to another episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, this episode is actually dedicated uh, to the dates. Uh, September 17th. Uh, because the mere fact that someone actually, you know, had to tell me uh, a while ago that it's actually Batman Day. Which is, whoops. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, this episode actually is for that particular uh, character. Um, if you haven't heard the uh, Batman uh, report, uh, I would revi- I would uh, advise to listen to the previous reports that I did prior. But uh, this one is particularly... Uh, at you know focal point on this one because this is literally the first time that I've seen an animated uh, feature uh, brought to uh, brought to screen so to speak and the film I'm talking about which is definitely a Batman film but it's Mass of the Phantasm which is back in 1993 and believe it or not the release date for this one is actually more shocking than I realized because the mere fact that when it was released it was literally <laughs> and I kid you not this is actually is reportable this is actually on Christmas Day so of course uh, we understand that this is a uh, Batman Batman right like the true true story of how uh, Bruce Wayne is like you know the Gotham's uh, Dark Knight, his its savior, and you know, etc., etc. However, in this particular uh, feature, we get ourselves a backstory of not only of his promise, but also at the same time, a how he became the Batman. So uh, let me go ahead and run this uh, run this little story back bit by bit because this is a classic. Uh, to me, it is so. So, of course, the film is opening uh, on a wide, uh, you know, view of the city, which back then, uh, in cinematic form, this is actually amazing. Uh, if you look at this as a real-life thing, but no, this is actually handma- handmade by uh, Graphic Cells, uh, which is basically uh, painted on, on these little plastic things. And it's traditional uh, hand-created so thanks to and I'm gonna quote this real, real well because this is actually the same thing uh, that we've seen in, you know, the uh, production. Thanks to uh, Paul Dini, um, Michael uh, Michael Revers, uh, Bruce Tim, uh, and, and anyone who uh, have done um, the whole production for. Batman the Animated Series. Of course, I cannot stress this enough for the uh, voice talents of Kevin Conroy, Mark Hamill, Dana Delaney, uh, ironically, Abe Vogoda. And you will hear his voice uh, by, you know, seeing the character so you can understand it. So, of course, uh, there's a mobster deal going on on a high rise uh, in, in the future. Uh, and Lord knows uh, that there's crime afoot. You know what happens. Uh, Batman shows up, and uh, so it not only breaks up the deal, but have like this weird um, confrontation uh, going on with this uh, with this group of organized guys. So of course it's business as usual uh, with Batman breaking up this wonderful uh, counterfeit deal. Whereas one of the uh, 
mobsters find themselves in a parking lot with none other than bum, 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 this villainous character who seeks only revenge, uh, known as the Phantasm. Of course, uh, this person ended up being a uh, part of a chase, but uh, this phantasm, if you will, or, uh, pretty much uh, clouds up this guy's uh, view, making him crash not only through the barrier, but into another building, which causes this to be like weird. At the same time, Bruce is being, you know, almost fingered uh, as the culprit by bystanders that's down below but it's not really him cutting back to several days later uh which he is uh where we find ourselves having a moment finding them having a uh, old flame if you will or someone coming out named andrea andrea beaumont and she is like coming back to Gotham for some sort of trip or some sort of arrangement happening. Well, as the uh, city council, the, the, the district attorney is not only, you know, putting himself into an election, but at the same time, it, it's like, yeah, we must take down Batman and such and such. Uh, as we uh, progress towards uh, Bruce having himself a party and... Uh, being told that how his past is how the one that got away literally got away um, we find ourselves with him in the moment where he's reminiscing on not only finding out that he's at his uh, parents gravesite in the past but he encounters someone who's also in the same boat if you will uh, but at the same time she is just you know talking to her mother who sadly passed away prior and understanding that this is a whole difference which gives us this whole step of how bruce came back from after years of training to finally um, don some sort of mantle of a vigilante uh, running in the streets so of course uh Due to that, it's literally, you know, an easy step to say that that was the first beginning of crime fighting for him. Back to that present, uh, we find ourselves having another gangster uh, visiting uh, Gripsite for his late forgotten buddy Chucky Saul. Whereas, again, the Phantasm is after good old Buzz Bronski. And, of course, uh, how Bronski... Uh, become unalive uh it was also discovered by his bodyguards even though this kind of like a weird situation that it's batman who did it once more of course now it's all under the radar batman's literally trying to find his way to you know get to the bottom of why is there two victims now instead of one until he's starting to find out some sort of international link uh to all this and this is also part of uh a demeanor of how he's figuring that his ex if i have to say so uh is causing not causing it when we when we see this but his her father is the connection to 
almost every single thing that's happening around him. Like, you know, the mobsters getting hit off one by one. There is, like, commotion going on with the, uh, you know, situation. Uh, of course, uh, there is always a, an inkling of the past, which we, you know, get ourselves one of things here. And then to the point where, yes, it's becoming all, you know, all in one, you know, view that not only that uh, Salvatore uh, Velasquez, uh, uh, Salvatore is pretty much running uh, amok trying to figure it out, but at the same time, he goes after Reeves because there was some sort of connection between him and the mobsters. Won't we, won't we know about that later? Of course, during the uh, investigation, Velasquez goes to of uh, Salvatore went to his one and only, you know, link, which is ironically the Joker. Uh, sure enough, that when the phantasm visits the phantasm, uh, the phantasm visits Salvatore, uh, we found out that uh, <laughs> uh, sadly the the um, phantasm didn't unalive Salvatore. Salvatore got unalive by Joker, realizing that was a joke causing a uh a planted uh explosive uh happening on that realizing that when the joker is going to the district attorney telling them that hey it's not who you think it is but at the same time um this has been like right after well that's right before uh the whole chasing throughout the city with phantom and batman having the first conversation of them but at the same time, uh, with the police chasing Batman, not knowing that the, there was another person involved, uh, he's literally running out of room, out of spaces to evade and escape. Uh, lo and behold, afterwards, uh, Andrea saves Bruce when he's like doing whatever. Now, there's a bit of the backstory between these two, Andrea and Bruce, that he did once propose to her um, but there was an altercation the day next and the reason being is that uh, her father uh, still owes the mobsters like tons tons of money but it won't happen uh, on their behalf so they had to get out of the country uh, to recoup their loss gather whatever and it was a desperate move but this also gives us the inkling that it's because of Andrea that Bruce finally finds the means and ways to become the Dark Knight so of course um, after when Joker visits uh, the district attorney he doesn't understand that the fourth player that was always involved was someone else so, uh, when Joker confronts Reeves about the uh, situation, of course, uh, he gave up Beaumont's uh, location because he was desperate. He was out of money. Uh, but even so, uh, he thought it was just like an, a weird altercation. It was just probably a misunderstanding. And, of course, uh, that takes matters into a worse end, but... Uh, due to the fact that when Batman finds Reeves, Reeves was, uh, well, he contracted something that the Joker gave him. And 
it's all because of one more reason and almost nail in the coffin if you will that Batman realized that the fourth player in the whole got uh, the mobster thing is literally the Joker uh, in the backstory he's literally played a henchman a uh, hired hand uh, uh, among the mobsters and sure enough we get ourselves another little miniature backstory that Andrea even though she was living her life uh, understanding and assuming that her father paid them off they paid they paid him a visit causing her father to be unalive now we don't really see it in that scene because uh, it's kind of clear as a directional story that um blood pays for blood and the reason why i'm saying that is because uh the last time that uh salvatore told beaumont uh, that he doesn't pay on time he would literally you know unalive him so of course the um confrontation happens at a familiar grounds for both batman and the phantasm because they actually went on a date and yes i'm not spoiling too much but uh the phantasm was originally pointed that it was carl beaumont being of the uh vigilante but it wasn't until he put it two and two together that her father was murdered and taken out of the playing field so it's it's literally because of that reason that they didn't you know succeed but even so without that uh batman wouldn't probably be you know born in a way so oh, over at the old uh abandoned world fair there's always a conversation between batman phantasm which is andrea and the joker but seeing that it's like something to you know work on whereas he didn't have to worry about andrea being you know held down or restrained out of the whole thing uh of course the competition between him and bruce who always keeps going down but the uh world fair decides to <laughs> become a flaming gulf of great fire which uh in a last minute uh of reveal that andrea literally took in in her hands to get rid of joker but by doing so she sees bruce for the last time ending that night with batman falling to the, through a grate of a abandoned pipe uh flushing out to uh the to a uh, reservoir stream that's nearby away from the compound uh that is going up uh afterwards bratman's just sitting in his cave with uh alfred just consoling bruce saying that she fell into the deep so long ago and by doing that it's it's better to forget and forgot uh, a love that was until from a little crack in the wall a little distance that there was this little uh locket that he gave to andrea which is ironically uh in the back scenes uh that they literally have and this was like a treasured gift for Bruce to have as it's like a parting gift 
somewhat part of the epilogue, uh, we are seen uh, on a boat having a party that Andrea survived, but she's leaving Gotham, leaving us with our iconic scene with Batman at the end, resuming his crime fighting skills as the crime fighter that we know as Batman. Uh, for this particular movie, this was a wonderful, near and dear miss uh, on certain things. Uh, with the ba- with the Batman being uh, animated in the early '90s, I'm literally seeing this uh, as a throwback uh, moment because this is a fantastic film that we've seen on film. Now, this being close to 30 years. <laughs> Uh, this is actually a wonderful chance to try to find it being in theaters. So, uh, if you do have a local theater that sees see this, or you can talk to a uh, uh, a fancy uh, a, a classic movie theater that wouldn't mind showing this on their screen, you could go right ahead and ask them. Um, The uh, prices may not be different, but even so, this is Warner Brothers' uh, property, so I would try to be careful on how the showcases. Which, if this is a home deal, which I got the uh, VHS, the original thing, and ironically, uh, when you did buy buy the old VHS, it came with a miniature booklet of a play-by-play, scene-by-scene illustrated of the film. And it's cute. It's wonderful. It's it's literally seeing this like a unrolled play-by-play play, if you will. <laughs> so yeah, um, I would recommend if you do have your own projector uh, or a big screen uh, and have a copy, digital, or DVD, VHS, somehow VHS, uh, get that digitized, uh, put that uh, in a digital form, therefore you guys can watch it nonstop like I have. Well, anyways, uh, I'm going to end today's wonderful uh, episode uh, on a note that, yes, there's going to be some more episodes on the way. Yes, there's things that I'm still considering. And, yes, there are still lots and lots of planning. There is also uh, personal things that I'm still going through that I'm somewhat slow, slowly throwing back on my uh, schedule. So, again, I greatly appreciate you guys listening. Happy Batman Day, everyone. Uh, for those who are hearing this, and just in case of future episodes uh, for viewing this or hearing this uh, as well. So, uh, graciously, thank you guys for listening. You have been fantastic as always. And until then, you be good out there, you be safe. And until then, see ya. Hey guys, um, I know that you guys are listening to my cast, so I'm actually more than just on uh, Apple, surprisingly, I think. I'm also on Spotify, as well as Anchor.fm itself. Also, I am on Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Public Radio. Just come over and onto uh, the Anchor website for me on... Uh, www.anchor.fm slash edcast20 
That is www.anchor.fm forward slash edcast20. Yeah, just uh, shoot me an email or uh, keep listening to uh, more of my episodes uh, as I try my best to keep popping them up. Until then, thanks for listening.